Hello again and welcome to Crime and Music. I'm your host, Brian J. Kinsley, and with me as always, my friend Ben Rupo. It's not really always anymore, is it, Brian? It really isn't. I have to change the intro. I haven't seen you in like two months. Yeah, I got in here and it's all different in the studio. Brian cleaned it up, put some more lights, some LED lights. It's romantic. Oh, yes. And to feel the romance every other week, we'll get together and bring you a true crime podcast about people in and around the music business and their misadventures in law breaking. If you like music history, murder history, music mystery, murder history, and those are things that go together. People with eccentricity like ourselves, you've come to the right place. Share with a friend, tell a relative, and uh, get it around the globe. Right now, we're, we have a problem with Stan. We are not in Pakistan, we're not in Kazakhstan, we're not in Turk- Turkmenistan, we're not in any of the stands. They don't have internet. They do have internet. We we have a bunch of Russian and uh, Belarus downloads and things like that. So if you know anybody in the stands, or if you know Chad, feel free to send him an episode. Go, I like these guys, you should check them out, I'd really appreciate that. And uh, man, hit us up on any of the social medias if you want to share with your friends, or just share with us. You, th- you think you could find Chad on a map if it was unlabeled? Like, point to the country? I can now, because I wrote that joke, and so I was looking at the map. Okay, I, I know it's in Africa, right? That's correct. Alright, nailed it. Yeah, yeah, little North North Africa, you're doing well there. I, I could do, I could tell you where South Africa's at, and I think Morocco. Morocco. Monaco? Morocco. Okay, you sure? Morocco. Morocco. Where the Moroccans come from. Oh, Morocco's... Yeah, yeah, those those guys. Yeah. All right. Only because I got a buddy who's Moroccan, so I think we've already looked it up. I see. So uh, how have you been? We haven't seen you in a while. Good. What have you, what have you been up to? The world the world knows well, that you've just uh, you've had great success with your day job because no, well, it, it steers into COVID very well. Well, the day job is is uh, selling equipment to a lot of people's schools and churches and stuff that they just started going back. Right. And a lot of what I do is help them with their cleaning supplies, so... It's a whole new ball game now. So it was busy. It was deader, deader than dead over the lockdown. Oh, yeah. And then all of a sudden, everybody started Cheers. opening up. Yep. And it got a little nuts. I also put a new kitchen in my house, and that took it. And it's still taking some time. That I was going to say, is that done? You calling that project finished? No, it's not done. It's Ask not your done. wife, does she think that project is finished? No, no. Every, <laughs> I just still need them. The last big hurdle is making all the doors. People like doors, although you could go with an open concept and just display your dishes. Well, that's how it is now, and I think I'm going to miss it when we put doors on there. It's one more step to get a plate out of the cupboard. Can't be opening up how many doors and cupboards. Ain't nobody got time for that. Jeez. Well, do you have time for another game? I I am. I'm ready to have some fun. You ready to have some fun? I'm ready to have some fun. You're you're not just saying you're ready, are you? I'm not saying I'm ready for fun. I'm just saying it. Oh. All right. right. Let's play guest guest. So how how Jason do? Uh, he actually did pretty well. Yeah. He's like fifty percent right now. Cause uh, okay, I've, I listened to a, most. I think every all the episodes. Oh, nice. I think. Oh no, I didn't. No, the the one I haven't listened to yet is the uh, Woodstock one. Woodstock ninety nine. Yeah. yeah, that was kind of a when you start out with a. This isn't a person. <laughs> it's an event. <laughs> You're like, oh, okay. Uh, Woodstock. Yeah. That's no, the close. Say. Woodstock ninety nine. Oh, yes. Yeah. That's the one. All right. Well, this is not an event. This is actually a person. Okay. So you should right. be good I here. Narrowed it down. All right. Um, Joan Baez. Ooh, very close. You know, listening to these as a person, I'm not on them. I'm listening. And you're saying we're close. We're never close. No, I know, you but say- I don't want to be discouraging. <laughs> you're not even close. We're not even close. It's a man, baby. Um, he's known as the King of the South. 
King of the South. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. He was Billboard. Uh, Billboard Music has him ranked as the 27th best artist of the 2000s. King of the South. Thinking, got to be country music. Travis Tritt, uh, Randy Quaid. That's not a. <laughs> that's uh, not a guy. He's known as quote the Jay Z of the South. Um. Oh. I Cow- like- Cowboy Troy. Oh wow. <laughs> that actually is no, but still. Um, some people call him Rubber Band Man. Uh, the guy from Scooby Doo. Ooh. No, 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 no. That's way too old. I see. Rubber Band Man, King of the South. Yeah, all right. He was in Ant-Man 1 and 2. Wow, this is just all over the place, isn't it? I just watched Ant-Man. Oh, yeah, yeah. All oh, right, yeah. keep he's, going. No, he's the guy. He's one I'm, of the security I'm, consultants. I'm going to drop out just a little bit and think. All right. R- tri- uh, well, you got uh, five seconds. They call him Tip, T-I-P. Uh, you're going to say it, and I'm going to like, yep, I know that. Do you know Clifford Joseph Harris Jr.? No, well, what's his His name, name is T.I., all right. The rapper was, known as T.I.? I was wrong. I don't know any of that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get you a faint background woo that's, for that effort. That's, I, no. no, yes, that is the uh, rapper known as T.I. All right, um, let's go right back to our what we should have started with. Brian, do, do I know, know who this is? You no. know who All right. Clifford Joseph Harris Jr. is. Fun game. Well, yeah, it was, wasn't it, though? Because no, we had the Ant-Man. We had the Ant-Man in there. We had the Jay-Z, King of the South thing. I mean, you're like, oh, so I this is a this. hip-hop dude? Yes, this rapper is a dude. hip-hop rapper dude and, and uh, slash actor. He was in Ant-Man. He was. I, he, I just I'm watched it like three pretty nights pretty sure ago. he's the guy, like the security consultant guy, who who is like not Paul Rudd and not the dude with the accent and not the fast-talking Michael Pena. Okay, so he's like one of the main little guys that drive around in the van? Yes, that's correct. Okay. All right. Didn't know. Nope, didn't know that. There you go. September 25th, 1980, born Clifford Joseph Harris Jr. in Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. He's an ATL guy. All right. We know there's a lot of uh, hip-hop dudes that come from ATL. Oh, Atlanta is a hub of rap. I think they have a lot of stages down in that city where people can go do their thing. I think so. Yeah, there's a lot of of places to go, you know, show your wares. Well, uh, he definitely gets out there and shows his wares. But first, um, let's talk about his parents, Clifford a.k.a. Buddy Harris Sr., mm-hmm. and Violetta Morgan, now Harris. Those are his parents. Violetta. Violetta. But he wasn't raised by his parents. He was raised by his grandparents in the uh, Center Hill neighborhood in Atlanta, just off Bankhead Highway. Sounds nice. It's cross-country highway that connects Washington, D.C. in San Diego, California. That's a long highway. Uh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Ben- you said Bankhead? Yeah, just off Bankhead Highway. Yep. Buckhead. Buck. Is there a buck? Was it Bankhead or Buckhead? I spent a night. Scotty, uh, dentist Scott, and I went and partied in Atlanta for a night. Oh, yeah? I think it was up in, it was called Buckhead, so it's not that. Nice. Name of the city. It was nuts. My wife and I were traveling through uh, Georgia one time. We stopped for gas in uh, Macon, Mm -hmm, I believe it mm -hmm. is. And uh, basically, I got threatened, like people are going to rob me. And my wife, when she was trying to use the store in the bathroom inside, she was like, I think I'm about to be sex trafficked. People are stalking me and following me. So we left <laughs> Macon, Georgia, drove the extra hour to Atlanta. We we're like, dude, we're going to, we definitely are staying here. And there was like some salsa party night in the hotel. We we're like, yeah, way better choice than Macon. I don't know, Macon. Yeah. So, I mean, just, you know, bad just part our, Macon. Yeah, right. Don't be traveling on Christmas Eve. What do you do? 
Um, his father actually lived in New York City, so he would go to visit New York City and then back to Atlanta and then in New York City and stuff like that and back and forth. So he kind of got exposed to both things. Unfortunately, his dad suffered from Alzheimer's, and uh, he will eventually die of the disease. Did you call it Alzheimer's? All, Alzheimer's. I didn't really want to... Articulate in there. <laughs> really get dumb and just call it old timers. It's old timers disease. Old timers disease. It's not. It's terrible and nobody should have that. Uh, rubber, we call him, we're going to call him a rubber band man or RB. Oh, okay. We'll call rubber band here. He begins rapping at the age of eight. Mm-hmm. Um, he attends Douglas High School and then he drops out of high school. Mm-hmm. And see, we're talking about the stage name, right? How they call him uh, T.I. Okay. Originally, his name was Tip after he had some great grandfather who called him Tip. Just the tip? Just the tip. Apparently, just to, that's enough, right? <laughs> We're here. <laughs> he was also known as Rubber Band Man as a reference to the custom of wearing rubber bands around your wrists. That tells you about how much uh, drug money and stuff like you got because you got the fat stacks, and so you got the rubber bands. So they call him Rubber Band Man. Have you ever heard of the term soaking? No. All right, look that up. Do soaking it. slash just soaking. Do I need an incognito window? I don't know why that, I or? heard just the tip. It was on my head. I had to say it. You got to soak it. It's called soaking. Uh, again, apparently, we've discussed this many times. The kids don't wear condoms anymore. I, I don't know what the deal it's is. It's not sex. Oh, no? It's not sex. It's got to be sex, drugs, or money. We're it's talking about... called soaking. T.I. and... There's <laughs> rapper money. Okay. 1996, rubber band befriends local rapper Big Country King. Big Big Country King. With a K. So the K-U-N-T-R-Y. Big oh, I got a king, king with a K. Yeah, that makes sense. And the uh, king is with a C and a G. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's a normal king. Uh, they sell mixtapes out of the trunk of Country's car. And uh, this dude, Kwan Prather, KP they call him, he's a record executive. He's walking around checking out shows, and these dudes got this tape out of the car, and he's like, give me that. And so uh, he signs them to Ghetto Vision Entertainment. That's a nice name. That's a so, record label. So, you, you know, you, you think about people just selling tapes or CDs or whatever out of their vehicles back in the day. <laughs> yes. And you think, well, that's weird. But you go to any local music uh, venue, you go see some, you know, when we could do that. Um, <laughs> and you and you go see a local or a, a smaller musician play. They always got that merch table set up. You can buy their CDs. Oh, yeah. Still today, yeah, yeah, CDs man. are being sold. At, at, so it's not that weird. I'm it curious, sounds weird. I'm curious about the numbers that they do as far as that goes, like hawking CDs in 2020. Well, I wonder if they're probably making money on the on the shirts and the hats and crap like that, a little bit of money, because oh, I yeah. think they, the merch table a lot of times at these little local events is part of their contract to be able to get in there, and they're like, hey, we get 100% of the merch, and the place goes, no, I get some money too. And it, 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 it's not always the same. But with the CDs, I kind of wonder, yeah, they'll sell a CD, but they're hoping this is what's going to happen. Somebody gets it into the hands of a record executive. What I would do, guys, and I just thought of this, is instead of a merch table, just buy a big sign or a, a flag or whatever with a QR code that goes to your merch website. Bing, bang, boom, you're done. Yeah, but... People are in there drinking. They want to take a shirt home with them from the concert. No, I know. I'm just saying if the promoter's hassling you and wants part of your merch, just be like, screw you guys. Just work. All you got to do, anything, anytime, ever, it's the digital world. Just work a QR code into your logo, and then boom. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Free marketing advice from Crime and Music, guys. <clears throat> 1999, after signing with Arista Records subsidiary LaFace Records, he shortens his name from Tip to T.I. Out of respect for artist label mate Q-Tip. You heard of Q-Tip. Um, no. He does a great collaboration with the Beastie Boys on... Really? Yeah, a while back. Hey, you want to know what I did listen to and totally forgot about 
when I listened to the uh, podcast from you and Jason. Blood Hell Hound, yeah. Bloodhound Gang with Vanilla Ice. Oh, isn't that the best? <laughs> Drop the bomb, blow up this place like another Vietnam. I'm serious. Heavy you, like a Tyson. You put that together for a karaoke oh, night, you were you were walking out of there. Oh, dude, if you could. <laughs> as, yeah. as just the, the, the leader of the karaoke. I'm glad you say those things because I have those, like when I'm mowing the lawn or doing some mundane task and I hear a song, I'm like, I wish I could crush this at karaoke. That would just be... <laughs> Well, that's uh, the dream. I don't know why that's the dream. A friend of mine wanted to learn, like, try to remember all the words to, you know, we didn't start the fire. Oh, dude. And I, I, so I popped that on the other day. I got, I, can't I, I used to have, we used to have them all. Uh, I think you probably did too, because Mrs. Sharp's class, we had to, um, they printed out that yep. lyric sheet and we had to pick a few different topics from it and do a paper on it. But we all learned it back then. It was like when we were in seventh or eighth grade. What, Saw two, Mrs. Sharp 98? pull into the back parking lot at school, open up the door of her VW Bug, and then roll halfway down the hill. I was like, ooh, she's not feeling too good today. But the uh... – Moving <laughs> sorry, on. This... No, we're not moving on. I got to get this out. <laughs> no. I got to get this out. <laughs> sidebar. Woo. It's been two months for a sidebar. but waiting. So the name we shall not mention, uh, I was hanging out at Adam's last night, and he shows me a uh, text from our buddy Matt, and all it says is, Mrs. Sharp, and then there's a link to Nana Muscari. <laughs> you don't remember that name, Nana Muscari? Why she, do I know that name? She like I sang do. very, uh, like not, not uh, uh, opera style. Yeah, singing. like Lulu. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm like, thinking. With that your grandma's grandma might want to listen to Boca. on the balcony at her place down in Del Boca Vista. The Boca, yeah, and, okay. And and I it. Just a wave of memory, Nana Muscari. So here, wow! I bet you you could search the web for any podcast out there that mentions Nana Muscari, and there's only one. This, this one, <laughs> yeah, it's going in the liner notes now. So now you gotta go look up Nana Muscari and, and soaking and soaking. <laughs> Homework, guys, please, please All let right. me know. Let me know what soaking is. Right. I'm so curious. Totally, so, totally got off the. Not even on the rails anymore. We're not even in the train. No. All but right. we're talking about weird names. And so a guy's calling himself Q-Tip, and you're the new guy, and you call yourself Tip. You can't have the same weird name. And he, and he, 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 okay, you have it. Yep. No, oh, yeah, no. The, you want me to tell you? Respectfully decline the name. I'll just, T.I. No, nah, what he does, okay, here, here's a quote. I'll even read you the quote about it. <clears throat> he says, quote, we were both on Arista, Arista, I'm going to get technical corrections for that, whatever. We were both on Arista, and we were trying to release my first album. The people who would market, promote, and, you know, just spread the word on communicated that it was somewhat difficult and confusing to have two tips in one building. So, out of respect and just legendary reputation and career that preceded that situation, I definitely conceded. My problem or conflict at the time was, now this is what I've been called all my life, what am I going to change my name to? So, I guess that begins to... Hold up my project, and uh, what are we gonna call him? You know, like what am I, what am I saying? Like, so at the point we had to come to some sort of a resolution, and KP who signed me to LaFace, and he just said, "Okay, look, man, how about Ti? Cause it's on one record, and I had I was like Tip, and I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, no, that's you left letters still, like you know, and so on. What am I saying? And he was like, well, listen, man." <laughs> You got something better? He's like, no, I don't. I don't. I don't have anything better. Well, 
that's what we got going, man. Can so I see that quote card? That's how it's going to kind of come out. Oh, no, those are the quotes. <laughs> Brian's not fucking up this part. He's actually <laughs> reading it from a card. And, well, listen, man, you got something better. No, I don't. I don't. I do. It's, <laughs> this well, this the guy's is the actual whole, quote. The guy's whole world just got shattered. They're like, look, we like you. We like what you're doing, and your music is great. But you can't call yourself that. He's like, that's my name. We're like, not anymore. It's not. They should have named like, him Magnum T.I. Oh, missed opportunity know, right, right there. Dude. I agree. You should be a rap producer. I should just be an ideas man. I have my own one-man <laughs> think tank. What are you working on? I'm thinking. <laughs> I see I that. get paid by the hour, so don't interrupt. You look very stressed out. This must be hard work. <laughs> thinking. Ben's just sitting behind a desk. Ah, Thinking real hard. <sighs> no, we can't. Mm, we go this way? No, that's not going to work. I don't out. come out until I say, aha. <laughs> they just leave you alone. People are just walking by your office like, oh, well, he's busy. So, um, Speaking of being busy, October 2001, Rubber Band Man releases his debut album, I'm Serious. Really? No, that's the name of it, is I'm Serious. I wasn't oh. serious about the statement, but he's right. called I'm Serious. June 26, 2001, the single from that same name, uh, Jamaican reggae artist Beanie Man, it, he teams up and he releases it. The singles received little airplay, failed to chart. It was not well received. Mm. Uh, wah, wah, wah. Despite the album's guest appearances and production team, the album peaks at only number 98 and only sold 163,000 copies in the United States. That mm. is not a lot. Not a lot. Critics pointed to the fact that many of the tracks sounded the same, and a uh, few were blatant ripoffs. Didn't stop Aerosmith. <laughs> Dude, Crying Cole, amazing crazy. Coldplay freaking released the same song seven times. We should get to that, because it's not illegal or anything, but it is amazing. There's a Vox video. Anyway. <laughs> Critics commented on the album. They said, quote, T.I. claimed to be the king of the South, but fails to show and prove. Uh, he does, however, have potential. The worst compliment oh, you can get. Uh, if his talent ever matches that. his confidence, he may be headed for stardom. Got potential. Got potential, buddy. Thanks, Mrs. Cushman. Due to poor commercial reception on the album, Rubber Band is dropped from Arista Records. Um, he then forms Grand Hustle Entertainment, begins releasing several mixtapes with the assistance of DJ Drama. DJ Drama. I don't like drama. I, I wasn't eh. able to confirm if that's drama, Rob Deerdeck's cousin, or not. I couldn't find that one. What? Well, you know, have you ever watched Ridiculousness or The Fun Factory? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Drama, his tall, skinny cousin from Ohio. That was oh, his name. So oh, okay. Did he's a producer, and he makes beats, but I don't know if this is him. I like that show, except for sometimes I got it. It hurts me it, watching people Taking get the hurt. Sl- oh, Taking the slams. Cuckoo! I got to be in the right state of mind. <sighs> like, I think your ankles just popped out I can't. your shin. Oh, that one. There's some quarterback on the uh, football team of some place here in America. Okay. He busted up his ankle on the field, and it's a pretty violent oh, video. Oh, yeah. People were talking about that. I didn't watch I'm not that. watching it. I nope. didn't see it live. Don't want to see that. Did he just, I think, yeah, I don't know. I'm not even nope. going to speculate. I don't know. I was like, I think he just rolled his ankle and a bone popped out, but I, I don't know. I, I don't I know. I feel like he got hit and something I'll, got twerked. He's hurt. That's all I need to know. Oh, speaking <laughs> of hurting people, 2001, uh, rubber band here is arrested for gun possession. See, just get a, D- a DUI. MIP, just MIP. <laughs> just get a DUI. Just get a concealed weapons kit. It's it's Atlanta. I don't even think you need one to carry a gun. Yeah, down there. I I guess open carry makes people nervous though. So <laughs> yeah, it does. He resurfaces in mid two thousand and three. Didn't want to be too much being seen, so he appears on Bone Crusher's hit "Never Scared." Um, his mixtapes, mainstream exposure from the Never Scared eventually reach, uh, he gets back to major label attention, and he signs a joint venture deal with Atlantic Records. I bought a bunch of Switchblades in Atlanta once. That wasn't illegal. They have springs in them? Yeah. 
That's illegal in Michigan. Yeah, they the knives I bought in Atlanta were definitely illegal in Michigan. But legal in Atlanta. Yeah. I bought. I feel like there's a gray area here. Well, I bought everybody at Tennessee, the office wanted Kentucky, one. In Ohio, there's a real gray area. I traveled through these. Oh, I don't know. I didn't show them to anybody until I gave them to the people at the office. We all I, wanted switchblades. I see. I still got it. It's a terrible knife. You're a fun secret Santa. <laughs> well, they want. They paid me for. It. They're like hundred bucks a piece. Oh, gee. You're a fun weapons mule. Well, I, that's exactly what it was because they paid me back for it. Out of <laughs> kindness, of my heart. Did you hide them in your vehicle when you transported them to you? That'll set the tone for what your intent was. No, I. Well, mine was in my pocket. Yeah, but about what about the other nine? Well, they're probably in my suitcase. Yeah, you hid them, putting them in socks, rolling them up real tight. <laughs> no, there's no room in my socks. There's already other contraband in there. Jeez. Speaking of the contraband thing, no, I'm kidding. We'll get there in a minute, though, but this is actually good work. He does proper work. August 19th, 2003, he releases his second album, Trap Music, through Grand Hustle Records. It debuts at number four, sells 109,000 copies in its first week, spawns the singles 24s, Be Easy, Rubber Band Man, and Let's Get Away. My wife and I got into a discussion the other day about trap music. Well, people and, like it, and it was well-received, but go ahead. And... From the education that I received doing this show yes. from you yes. on trap, yes. I was able to oh, you can like I was pretty deep in the street. Pretty deep in the street. <laughs> did your wife appreciate your knowledge base? Yeah, and I, she was like, oh, really interesting. No, no, it's like one of those things where you tell her something, you know it's true, but you know she thinks you're lying. Yes. You lie a lot. A lot <laughs> That's exactly sometimes. what I was thinking. And, and she's like, you don't know that. I'm like, yeah, huh, well, look I it do. up. Well, look it up. I'm an interesting and complex up. person. And then she won't look it up until you're not in the room, and then you just hear in the other room going, I hate you. <laughs> Why do you hate me? Because I know things. Like, you chose me to partner up with for life, and now you're mad and resentful that I know shit you don't know. <laughs> Sorry I'm not a constant mystery. I do that to my wife all the time. She's like, I don't even know you. I'm like, yes, I'm an ever-changing complex person. <laughs> Welcome to it. <laughs> November you, you Oh, go ahead. fooled. <laughs> I do. November 2004, Rubber Band Man releases his third studio album. So he's cranking through the studio albums, like one a year, you know, one every couple couple months here. Um, uh, Urban Legend, it's called. That was Pop Top, Pop Top. <laughs> Just for everybody to know, that was a mint case. Yeah. It's a Morocco. We, it all comes back mm-hmm. around. Um, this Urban Legend debuts at number seven on Billboard 200 in the U.S., sells 193 copies in its first week. It's kind of well-received. People like it. So the first time he came out, it was like, boo, you suck. So he goes back, kind of retools, and now I think he's on to the formula. Well, geez, uh, how you you shouldn't be expected to come out and drop number one hits, your first album. You're figuring it out. Figure it out. Yeah, man. No, they want you to swing big nowadays. Just like, you number one or you're done. Well, now, yeah, that's true. I get that, and that's how it works now for popular music. But if you really want to be a musician, come out there, hone your skill, you know, tailor, get better, improve, acknowledge when you made a mistake, and learn from it. And that's what this guy's doing. Good on you, T.I., T.I.P., Rubber Band Man. What's his real name? Crawford something? Calvin? Calvin? Mm. Eh, doesn't matter. It does. Oh, we got to look back through the cards. Clifford. 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 Little Clifford. Little Cliff. Well, okay. So, um... Not so little anymore, because March 2004, Cliff gets busted on a parole violation. A warrant was issued for his arrest after he violated his probation for a 1997 drug conviction, as well as a 1998 conviction for violating State Controlled Substances Act and for giving false information. So, not to mention all that, the authorities find a silencer-enhanced weapon and loads of ammunition. Hmm. 
Uh, silencer. Do you ever shout a silencer? I've well? never. Uh, I believe the proper nerd term is suppressor. Suppressor. And I've never shot. I think I don't know the legalities of them in the state. So, um, and I don't shoot guns outside of the state too often. They just loosened up a little bit on the silencer thing in Michigan, but there's a dude. I think he's well, selling them on Amazon. Hold on, time out. Go back and just give a real quick definition of a silencer slash suppressor for people who don't know. And then do the thing like contrary to movies. It doesn't actually sound like that. But go ahead. It just makes when you're when you're you fire your gun, it makes it not as big of a boom. It's a big metal sleeve that you screw onto the barrel of a gun or whatever rifle or something. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's it, a, it's an it, extension it of the barrel that takes away the flash and helps. The, uh, yeah. Boom. It helps take away some of the noise that a gun makes. But it still makes noise, though. Absolutely. I mean, I, I, from what I understand, it makes like a plink. Like a plink, plink, plink. Well, it depends on what the gun is you're shooting. So if you're shooting something that's a high-powered rifle, yeah. there's still going to be a sonic crack from the bullet. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Like out in the you, distance. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah you, you can't, can't control that. Right. But what you can control is taking away a lot of that explosion noise from the gunpowder. Right inside. out of the muzzle. Yeah. So, yeah. But there's a guy that sells a silencer online that legitimately is also some sort of an oil or a gas filter. You dump oil through it, hmm. and it takes the particulate. That maybe you got some sand in your gas, and you want to get the sand out. Oh, yeah. And so it does not work as a silencer until you take it home and make one very easy modification. <laughs> Poke and a toothpick bam. through this hole. It, it's something like that, Brian. <laughs> I and, see. And legally, there's nothing you can do oh to stop God. this dude from selling his fuel filter <laughs> yeah well, it's environmental it sounds like a green movement to me they're just like making uh less pollution out but, of guns. He, but he there's videos he almost comes out and says drill a hole in here and it's a silencer boom he does it he makes them huh he, he <laughs> how about that yeah but they're i don't think they're totally legal i think it's regional again like where we live you live TIP legal lives. in Atlanta. Come uh, on, it might. It's apparently it's not because he's blades. he's sentenced to three years of prison, and so he goes to Cobb County uh, Prison in Georgia. Uh, he films an unauthorized music video while he's imprisoned. That's cool. And uh, May 2004, he's released on probation. He, he made a video on the Hooskow. After being released, he earns a ton of probation violations in several counties in Georgia for offenses ranging from possession of a firearm to possession of marijuana. Ooh, the devil's lettuce. Motivated, his song makes it to number 62 on the R&B hip-hop singles charts. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that was the video he shot while he was in. October 26, 2004, Rubber Band hears comments about Little Flips, uh, another popular Southern rapper, his lyrical ability. And for a long time, he didn't speak on it because he wasn't raised like that. But Little Flip takes issue with him. So uh, the king of the South, uh, he's got a beef now with Little no, Flip. There's another beef coming. Yeah. I felt it coming. Yep. I felt that beef coming in. Rubber Band said he was also upset Little Flip waited until he was incarcerated to start talking shit about him. So he this waits on lock. He's looking for a beef, man. He and Little Flip uh, had an altercation in Little Flip's neighborhood, a Cloverland section of Houston. Rubber Band went there to create a DVD, which we were talking about, exposing Little Flip to be a fraud. Explain to our listeners what a DVD is, Brian. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, before you had MP3s, music was stored on a physical disc. So uh, a DVD is like a movie version of that, like an MP4 file um, on like a... Before you had Netflix, oh, you God. had to actually get a disc to yeah, put it into yeah, a machine yeah. to watch it move a movie. Data, like it's like a thumb drive, but it was circular. And, I think everybody uh, knows what the yeah, DVD Yeah, no, I know. I'm just yeah. kidding. Um, he gets to Cloverland to 
have a talk with uh, Little Flip. Uh, of course, he brings his entourage, and Little Flip's got his entourage, and a fight breaks out. And Little Flip's entourage starts swinging at Rubber Band Man, and then one of Rubber Band's bodyguards starts shooting. <laughs> you know how it goes. A good playground so, fight gone wrong. That same day, Rubber Band Man went on a Houston, Texas radio station talking about the altercation. He's like, yeah, we got a shootout with uh, Little Flip this morning. I vaguely remember hearing something about that the dude gets into a gunfight <laughs> goes on the radio like drives directly to the station yeah he's talks. like we're late <laughs> wrap it up fellas we, we gotta go do the radio stage live come on yeah i'm Empty sorry i'm clips. late uh we just got into a gun battle um and some people got shot but i'm here Let's the, talk. New, the new guy <laughs> was just being slow on his trigger That's, so wanna, i'm sorry we're late i apologize i want to talk about my new lp uh, he revealed that uh, the tapes, and he was gonna. He had tapes about him and Little Flip, and he's gonna release it, you know, with a mixtape, and it never happened. So, like uh, sex tapes? Uh, no, like the DVD, like proving that Little Flip's guys were shooting at him and stuff. He's like, I'm gonna expose it. Like he's Geraldo. He's like, I got the tapes, and then <laughs> no, he's like, Nah, nobody cares. Yeah, nah, nobody cares. The feud is squashed by uh, Rapalot's Prince. Beef is, the beef is. Squashed. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. The beef is squashed by Rapalot's Prince. That's a guy. And he had the two sit down and resolve their feud. Like uh, he was a mediator. That's right. Intermediary. Like, wait, you know Rapalots? I know Rapalots. Aw, man. Did we just become best friends? I think we yep. did. Let's go do karate in the garage. 2004, Rubber Band Man is uh, out of the garage, and he's featured on Destiny Child's hit single, Soldier, uh, alongside Lil Wayne. Oh, okay. So he peaks at number three on the Hot 100 chart. Just, so- saw, just saw a video of Lil Wayne when he first was kind of coming into the scene. He was up in New York doing some, and he was just he this. Have the hair? He had like the Jerry curl hair. No, uh, yeah, okay, no, this is no, like the long the braids. Dread. Yeah, no, no, he he was pretty young, and he okay. was uh, he, he's a pretty smart dude. I mean, I think when you listen to him talk, especially back then, he was definitely putting on an act because he's, oh, he's way that dude's almost genius level smart, if not he, genius he, level. He, he can, yeah. I think, he can roll he, with any different group of people and be just fine. And he was putting on his his ghetto thug gangster act for this. The interview th- the interview he's doing but he was yeah. going to some club but he, you could tell he's excited because he was going to these clubs in new york because he's not from new york and uh people were knew who he was and he oh. loved he loved that that was i think like his first glimmer of fame being recognized yeah he was a little he's a young dude he's well, a real young dude that works out well because rubber man man gets another pretty good brush with frame frame fame words are hard they are, man. It's been a while. January 2005, the single Bring Em Out, which is produced by Swizz Beats, is released. It becomes his first top 10 hit. Peaks at uh, number nine, U.S. Billboard Hot 100. And then the second single, You Don't Know Me, um, it peaks at number 23 on the Hot 100. So his, we might know those songs. You should. Okay. His third single, ASAP, reaches number 75 on the U.S. charts, number 18 on the U.S. hip-hop and R&B charts, and number 14 on the rap charts. So basically what we're establishing is a dude, he's starting to make his run. Mm-hmm. And he's getting in with the right people, teaming up with uh, known commodities, and, and busting up the charts in the top yeah. top 100, top 25, top 10. And and now, I mean, he's got a street cred because he's in the he's in the clink. He's done he's his been time. in some shootouts. Was in a shootout, did a radio interview. Yeah. That's mad credit. He he at least had marijuana. We don't know if he smoked it. Nope, but he did have it. I mean, we don't know if he inhaled. And a silencer. And a silencer. A so. silencer. Oh, shh.
What if it just went like that? What if that's what silencers did to guns? You remember that stupid movie with Antonio Banderas, I think, and Sylvester Stallone, Assassins, I think it was called? Oh, I was thinking like the mariachi. Okay. <laughs> no, no, they were just running around shooting at each other with oh, yeah, guns. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just click, 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 because they had silencers. And that's not what a silencer does. It, it's just like click, 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 click. And, and they're shooting everything, and the room's getting blown up because the bullets are going everywhere. Yes. Yeah, that was stupid. <laughs> Nice. Good good talk. All right, we're going to we're going to transition hard. <laughs> Although, I bet you that movie came out around 2006. I can only And if it did, this is when his fourth album, King Debuts, number 1 on the Billboard 200 charts. Sells 200 uh, sells 522,000 copies in his first week. Can we put a clip show together of Brian's best transitions? <laughs> <laughs> when, work when, on it when i go off the rail and then you're like and that dovetails nicely with this next <laughs> card it doesn't dovetail at all <laughs> i'll force a dovetail you ask my that's woodworking friends brian's force forced it. dovetailing the mallet out get the mallet out and force it and I, I will do a jigsaw puzzle with scissors i do not <laughs> mind uh the album's lead single what you know became a U- uh, hit in the u.s and helped promote not only the album but also the film atl remember that movie atl no not, not one bit. Me neither. I remember the TV show, but not the movie. Rubber okay. Band starred in that movie, and uh, that came out with the album's release, and so he earns a bunch of awards, including a Grammy Award. He's nominated for Best Rap Album. Uh, he's featured on Young Dro's debut single, Shoulder Lean, which reached top 10 in the U.S., number one in the U.S. hip-hop rap uh, songs and hot rap tracks. So that's where he started doing his movie stuff. He is now parlaying into the screen. That's um, good. But, I think that's well, good. He's got his credit there. What You Know won a Grammy for Best Rap Solo Performance and was nominated for Best Rap Song at the 49th Grammy Awards. Right. Well, he won a Grammy. That's wonderful. They sounds like they made a category just for him, but whatever. <laughs> well, you can do that because he also teams up with Justin Timberlake. So the dude's making moves. He knows the power players. The, uh, him and Timberlake... Uh, team up for my love which is proved to be a worldwide hit gonna dress you up in my love all over your body gonna... that's not the song <laughs> uh it won a grammy for best rap song sung collaboration with timber wait is that the category it won a grammy award for best rap slash sung collaboration with justin timberlake <laughs> <laughs> that cannot be talk about having your own category so justin timberlake has his own not t- for him to win every year <laughs> So, <laughs> who's the best Justin Timberlake collab? How many people sing every year with Justin Timberlake? Probably a lot, actually. A lot. We'll get back. It comes back around, believe it or not. We'll get back to Justin Timberlake. Uh, uh, Rubber Band also wins Best Male Hip Hop Artist at the BET Awards for the second straight time. He's then uh, set up as a feature performer on We're Taking Over by DJ Khaled, also featuring Akon, Fat Joe, Rick Ross, Birdman, and Lil Wayne. Dude's in it right now. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's balls deep in the with, uh, who's who people. Um, 2006, Rubber Band Man. Not only is he a talented musician, a thug and a thief and a guy with guns and drug possessions and all that, but he's also quite the humanitarian. Yes. 2006, he's at the scene of American rock band Creed. Uh, their lead singer, Scott Sapp, yeah. tried to kill himself. Aww. And so Sapp attempted suicide in Miami by jumping off a balcony, and Rubber Band Man, quote, took care of the situation. Uh, Scott Staff said, quote, well, I laid caught out- him? What? Here, I will tell you. This is from the guy who jumped. Uh, quote, I laid out there for two and a half hours, and my guardian angel showed up. He immediately took care of the situation and saved my life. So he jumped. And then T.I. found him. The splat. Sounds like. Apparently he didn't jump from high enough. Well, rubber... 
you can't. Okay. Well, I mean, right? Yeah, right. By the way, never accidentally look at a jump victim when they do it good. Oh, no. Uh, that was a long time ago. I Somebody was like, check this out. Where you know, were, oh, I was like, like where just, were you? You know, you're in the office and back before they had What, gates. do you work at Foxconn? What, no, it was what? at Hogan. They didn't give a crap what we did. Who killed themselves at Hogan? No, nobody killed themselves, but somebody oh. just like got images of people that I jumped see. from 100 stories in New York you're, onto the cement. You're watching Faces of Death. It's it. Faces of Death. That's All bad. Right. Yeah. So this guy jumped from an elevated platform. And he hurt himself. Yeah. But didn't kill himself. Yeah. And laid there for a couple hours on the on the floor and yeah. the cement. And finally, this TI came up and. Yeah, man. Handled the situation. Handled the situation. I, well, what's we'll get that there. Code hold on. for. Hold on, hold on. Let's talk about first, these guys were not strangers, not like they'd never met before. Uh, they met in 2004 recording songs for the Passion of the Christ soundtrack. Mel Gibson and his whole movie thing. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. they also bonded over their shared love of Alabama college sports. Okay. This continues from Go sports. Scott Staff quote says, quote, I found out later that it was only, uh, that it was the only room left in the hotel. And he came in off the street and, uh, came out. And as I'm laying on the ledge, blood fell to his feet and he looked up and he hadn't had an Alabama hat on. And I said, roll tide. And he looked back at me and he put two and two together and he really saved my life. That's weird. Dude, he just jumped from a building. I'm sure he's just looking for anything to sort of make sense of what's going on right now. But, uh, yay, man, you see a guy laying on the, well, on your balcony of floor below, help him out. Sounds like he might have been a little drunk, too. I don't know if he took yeah. any. I don't, we'll get into this, the Scott Stab thing probably later on down the road. If you guys want, let us know. Crimeandmusic.com. 2006, Rubber Band Man receives this happy news. Two Grammy Award nominations. Best song collaboration, not with... Justin Timberlake with Destiny's <laughs> Child and Little Wayne, and uh, they also have their own category. <laughs> best rap solo performance. There's Seven thousand categories. For, in these you don't days. know me at the 48th Grammy Award ceremonies. All right. What year is this? Uh, Ish. This is 2006. Okay. This year he wins Rap Artist of the Year, Rap Album of the Year, Rap Album Artist of the Year. Those are separate categories. Uh, rap Song Artist of the Year and Video Clip Artist of the Year on Billboard Music's. Uh, awards and best male hip hop artist on the BET Can Awards. Can you go over a couple of those again? What's sure. what are these awards named? These are all from the same award giving people. Yes, this uh, well the Billboard and then slash BET Awards. Okay, what I, are those? I'll do this in Telegraph style, old old timey Telegraph. Uh, rap artist of the year, stop. Okay. Rap album of the year, stop. Okay, those are that's fair. Rap album artist of the year, stop. That is just the same thing. <laughs> I'm just saying what it says, man. Okay, rap, no. rap song artist of the year, stop. Rap song artist of the year, okay. And uh, video clip artist of the year, stop. Dude, <laughs> okay. Hey, man, we all got our awards, you Dude, know? This is tantamount to, like, giving every single kid on the Little League and T-ball team a trophy. You win a trophy. trophy. You win a trophy. trophy, trophy. You win a trophy. Thanks for showing up, guys. Here's Take a your part- bag. participation trophy. Uh, your swag bag's got an iPad in it. Check that out. Uh, 2006 is another good year, but now we're getting into some of the, uh, the bad parts. So he appears in the Atlanta court uh, and has charges. That he threatened a man outside of a strip club the year before, and... Uh, He's got to deal with that stuff. But luckily, those are dropped for lack of evidence. Um, but he's arrested on an outstanding probation violation warrant from Florida. Again, they just need one person they hire to take care of the shit for them. You get a paralegal who's your personal assistant, knows how just, to work a calendar. Dude, yeah, you'd be right, set. Right. Can you drive? <laughs> Can you run a calendar? Just, 
Do you know a little bit about the law? Microsoft Outlook this shit. Uh, the warrant claimed that he didn't fulfill the required number of community service hours when he was sentenced back in 2003. And community service hours are so st- you can get around that. You can get that signed off on. For a battery of a female sheriff's deputy at a university mall in Tampa. He beat up a, a chick cop? He beat up a mall cop, it sounds like, in Tampa, and then didn't do the community service that they gave him for beating up the mall cop. All right. Is it wrong that... Is it worse to beat up a woman? I guess it's a or sheriff. A cop? What... What, here's the, the worst? here's the thing man it's like he was detained by several mall security guards at the time of the incident and then his attorney says that it's nothing there's nothing more than a technical matter between the states of georgia and florida okay so i guess the confusion arose because rubber band man was also sentenced to community service in georgia for driving under a suspended license which he did complete 75 hours of community service for uh, in georgia but then he's released on bail shortly after being arrested. He's expected to surrender to Florida state authorities the following week to resolve the matter. And uh, he gets it all straightened out. Do, do you, do man, you when you got overlapping community service, he's probably trying to double dip. He's like, can I just do it both? Yeah. Like, uh, and they're I, like, no. You got 75 in this state, 75 in that state. That's 150-ish. Yeah, man. Not 75. So <laughs> what do you think that he did for 75 hours? Do you think he was out inside of the highway picking up trash? Uh, he's probably Lindsay Lohan in it doing toe tags down in the morgue, dude. Just that, like wrapping him up. I can appreciate that. Her, she was doing know. the work, man. She was doing the she work. She did do the work. I give her credit I, for stepping up. I know. Or, I got community service one time. <laughs> Seriously? Uh, yeah. Uh, and I, I just had somebody I knew sign some paper. Oh, come on. I'm, I'm sorry I did that. Wow. Yeah. I'm making up for it now. I did. I give a lot of my time to. It's not jury duty, dude. It's community service. Come on. Right. I didn't want to do it. <laughs> I see. All right. <laughs> good. Uh, all right. Well, let's get rid of that stuff. We'll go on to good stuff again. We like it's a ping pong match, man. He's like good and bad and good and bad. It's like a light switch. This dude's on or he's off. July third, two thousand seven. Uh, he releases his fifth album, T.I. versus T.I.P. All right. Uh, the lead single from the album is "Big Shit Poppin'." Do it. Like second, <laughs> you like that song? <laughs> I like the way you say it. Ben's out there. Do big it. shit popping. Do it. Do it. Big shit popping. And uh, this is Big Shit Popping. Do it by T.I. Big Rolling. shit popping. The second single, uh, You Know What It Is, featuring Wyclef Jean, sold 468,000 copies in the United States. It debuted at number one on Billboard's 200 in the top R&B hip-hop album charts. It's his second chart topper in a row. The album included guest performances from Jay-Z, Buster Rhymes, Wyclef Jean, Nelly, and Eminem. I like Buster Rhymes. Yes. I do. I like I like. Well, do one. your Buster Rhymes impression. I don't have one. It's a classic, everybody. <laughs> I don't think I got one. That's one of my favorite things. I just love doing the setup like that when you're like, oh, dude, okay, I got a great knock-knock joke. You start. Knock-knock. <laughs> Who's there? Uh, ah, you're left holding the bag uh, or when your buddy walks in or back from the bar or whatever back from getting drinks and you go oh he's here now say it to his face <laughs> what hey hi well, no i just i tell people all the time yes yes uh, no you do or yes you don't <laughs> choose one oh the old dick therian line there's one thing you never want to forget no matter what where you are or what you do or how long there's just one you got to keep in mind all the time there's one thing damn it i forgot <laughs> just whatever dick my, Therian. my favorite dick therian line is you kids get those bikes out of those get trees right bikes. now get them bikes out of the trees good friends dad we all grew <laughs> up with there's he's a little reminiscent here on my, brian and my part he's a korean war veteran 
I feel like that's relevant. Yeah. Oh, no. I'm sure you're going to work it into this card. I can see the wheels turning, Brian. I can't. No. <laughs> there were no Korean War veterans October 13th, 2007, as the federal authorities arrested Rubber Band four hours before the BET Hip Hop Awards in Atlanta. Oh, that's mean. He was they not, did that on purpose. He was nominated for nine awards and scheduled to perform that night. Uh, but instead, he's charged with two felonies, possession of three unregistered machine guns, two silencers, possession of firearm by a convicted felon. Uh, the arrest is made in the parking lot of the Walgreens drugstore at the corner of North and Piedmont. Rubber band is arrested and allegedly trying to purchase guns uh, from a cooperating... Oh, Brian's car's out of order. Well, I was going to take a break <laughs> right there, but we're in the middle of this cool story. A cooperating witness with the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms and Explosives. According to the federal officials, the witness had been cooperating with authorities a few days prior to the arrest, so they basically set him set up. Set him up. Yeah, when their cooperating witness was arrested on charges of trying to purchase guns from a federal agent, the witness had been uh, working as rubber band man's bodyguard since July, so they snuck a federal agent in to work as a bodyguard. And instead... Uh, Rubber band gets 366 days in prison. Oh, wow. That's for real. I mean, he's trying to buy full-out machine guns. Oh, yeah, right? Authorities said uh, he gave his bodyguard $12,000 to buy and deliver three machine guns with the two silencers, so somebody's getting a loud one. Like, oh. (laughs) Uh, He wasn't allowed to own them because he's a convicted felon. And they're motherfucking machine guns. Yes, that's true. This is, you can't just, you're not supposed to have those. And because they're motherfucking machine guns, October 26, 2007, Judge Alan Baverman requires a rubber band to post $3 million bond, $2 million in cash, uh, plus the equity on his property. And he's required to remain at home except for medical appointments and court appearances. And the only people allowed to live with him is his girlfriend and his children. So he's... He, he didn't have to go to the jail? He just got house arrest? Yes. Oh. Vi- visitors were required to be approved by the court. Um, but this is probably waiting for, ta- waiting for trial. Oh, he's wa- okay. Yeah. He has not gone. He has not been convicted yet. He's no. under. He's just like, don't go anywhere. Right. But he will later plead guilty to U.S. federal weapons charges. Um, he's sentenced to an unidentified prison sentence. What? Und- oh, undefined prison sentence. So it's like a year of house arrest, 15... 15- 1500 hours of community service oh wow so and they're like you, you you'll be in prison but we don't know for how much yet uh, you know we got to see we got a spot for you and you're kind of high profile and so uh he has a quote he says quote presumably while i'm there i'll be able to strategize my comeback and maybe film a video <laughs> uh he goes on to say that he would not just be quote sitting still doing nothing and with that we're gonna take a break and when we come back, uh, we'll finish the epic story of T.I. Uh, yeah, I want to. I got to listen to this guy's stuff. I know I, know I got to know some of it. I'm sure you do. Is that where you're going to play? No, I'm going to play like we always do at the break time, a song from my high school band, 21 Days. And we're back. What did you do with your break? Uh, I looked up T.I. on the um, IMDb. And what'd you find? Yeah, he's in some movies. Yeah. Not a taunt. Not not a bunch. I'm trying to still talking to the mic. But Ant-Man, he was in, I just watched that, so I know that guy now. He was in Entourage. Oh, never um, saw Entourage. Apparently it's good. Yeah. He was in Get Hard with uh, Will Ferrell and um, uh, Kevin Hart. All right, I never saw that on it, yeah. but I do remember the Will Ferrell Kevin Hart movie. Dude, I think that'd be a cool trajectory to take is is get into music and then 
get into acting. And I, I've heard people say all actors want to be, or I'm sorry, all musicians want to be actors and all actors want to go be musicians. That's what I've heard. Or, you know, they all want to be sports and sports want to be this. But I think that's the path I would like to take is start out in music and then go to acting. All and, right. And then just be a personality. Right now, I'm just a personality. I was going to say, you really can just skip all of it and just be a personality. <laughs> just an influencer. <laughs> just go straight Kardashian, man. Just, you know. I don't, I can't figure that out. No? I don't know how they did it. I can't figure it. It's all documented. I still can't figure it out. All right. <laughs> well, I, I'm not willing to do exactly what they did. Sell your soul to the devil for every, no, I don't even know how they did it. I can't even discredit well, them. Didn't, didn't. She's a porn star. Porn star. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah, I guess she's... Oh, yeah, you just... Oh, that's selling your soul to the devil? I'm sorry. Well, I'm, I'm not willing to let that guy have sex with me. You don't want to sleep with Ray J? I don't think so. Yeah, <laughs> even if he makes you famous in, uh, in the billions uh, of dollars range. Uh, uh, no? All right. Uh, well, that's fine. Um, what you do is you team up with somebody like Ray J. And so early 2008, Rubber Band teams up with Mariah Carey on the I'll Be Loving You Long Time remix. Really? 2008. 2008. Okay. I'm loving you. No, that's Michael McDonald, maybe? No. Anyway, uh, they peaked that song. It goes number 58 on the U.S. Hot 100 and then hits number 36 on R&B and hip-hop songs. Mariah Carey. All right. So, yep. She, she, you know, that's a good hand to hold when you're in there. Look up her uh, Christmas albums. They're great. I think we have one on Look. a CD. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, while under house arrest, Rubber Band begins writing down lyrics uh, down on paper for his sixth studio album. And uh, April 2008, the album No Matter What is released. The official lead single is Whatever You Like. Now, you you know this song. You can do whatever you like. Oh, yeah. Whatever you like. That's you that song. Do whatever you yeah, like. So, uh, it becomes the most successful single of his career up to that point. Breaking record for the highest jump to number one on Billboard's Hot 100. It jumped from 71 to number one. And it also becomes his first solo number one single on the charts. So he did that at home. Well, under house arrest. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he had to have like the studio. Well, I got to do something. I got to do. I got to do something. <laughs> Amazon, you... send me some microphones. <laughs> what am I? What is? What are my most inner desires right now? I can do whatever I want. I, you can do whatever you like. I can't, but good. I wish I could. You can do whatever you like. That's hilarious. I just put that together on the spot. That's why he came up with that song. Do you think he could order a pizza? I mean, without, I mean, is that legal? You got somebody coming to the house that's not authorized? You know, you'd have to have it checked. I'm pretty sure. Or there would be like, you can only use Diner Dash. You cannot use uh, Easy Street or whatever those other ones. <laughs> like there's approved apps for federal prison detention. I'm saying. Home they, arrest. They also missed the boat on calling it Fuber. Fuber. Yeah, Uber drivers driving food. Oh, Fubar, not fucked up Fubar. beyond all recognition. No, not Fubar. Oh, all right. Like food and Uber. Fubar. Well, Maybe that's why they didn't do us because of Fubar. <laughs> uh, heading back old school like Fubar, September 2008, Rubber Band releases that sixth album called Paper Trail. Mm-hmm. I don't know why you'd have a Paper Trail. It's 2008. But paper. The, well, the title of the album refers to the lyrics he had written down on paper. So I guess that's why he did it. Like many other rappers, Rubber Band abandoned his style of rapping after his debut album, I'm Serious, uh, by just memorizing lyrics. So he explained he wanted to take more time to really put something down like this time, you know. He wanted to be not just all cheesy. Like, everybody does that. You work all this time on that first album, then you get that album done, and you're like, ugh. Everybody's doing that now. Now I got to switch it up again. <laughs> so, so yeah. you're he doesn't he wants to go reinvent again. Yep, reinvent the wheel. Okay. Now, um, 
The album debuts at number one on Billboard 200, selling 568,000 copies in the United States. This is that sixth album again. Uh, the second single from the album, Swaggy Like Us, features Kanye West, Jay-Z, and Lil Wayne. It debuts at number five um, on the hot Billboard 100. Billboard's Hot 100, I'm sorry. So he's, te- dude, you're at the heavy hitters Yeah, he's now. as big as it gets. And I still can't remember. I, I still <laughs> no can't idea believe who this guy is. I have never. I don't know you. I I know I've heard his name. Maybe don't I just, it's not a real flashy name. Like, you know, some of the big names. Well, speaking of big names, his third single, Live Your Life, features Rihanna. Uh, he breaks his own record on the Billboard Hot 100. It jumps from 80 to, to number one spot. It's the fourth single, Dead and Gone, features Justin Timberlake. Gonna be dead and gone. Dead and gone. You know you've heard that song. Yeah, well, I'm sure they did it a little different. It peaks at number two for five weeks on Billboard's Hot 100. I, During... wonder, I wonder what number one was. Why, oh. why couldn't he get to the, t- the, the pentagon? Right there. Wonder, so, I, you know it was some so close. big song C-blocking him the whole time. Oh, for sure. Yeah, Absolutely. like Ice Ice Baby or something. Not in 2006, but yeah, maybe. Yeah, I think it was still doing that. During the 51st Grammy Awards, um, Vanilla Ice is honored. No, he was nominated, not Vanilla Ice, but uh, Rubber Band Man. He was nominated for four Grammy Awards. He eventually wins Best Rap Performance by a Duo or a Group for Swaggy Like Us with Kanye and Jay-Z mm-hmm. you know, and all that, of course. Uh, the single peaked at number 29 on Billboard's Hot 100. November 21st, 2008, Rubber Band testifies in the murder trial of a member of his entourage and close friend, uh, Philant Johnson. So this dude got murdered? Yeah, he was murdered in a shootout that occurred uh, at a post-concert party in a club in Cincinnati. Where where, where T.I. was at? Yep. He, okay. uh, Rubber Band has dedicated several songs to Johnson, um, from the version of Live in the Sky to Dead and Gone, where Johnson's grave can be seen in the video. Oh, so he had to sad. do that, but, you know, paying tribute to his friend. March 27, 2009, U.S. District Judge Charles A. Pennell Jr. sentenced his rubber band to one year and one day in prison and ordered him to pay $100,300 in federal weapons charges. That's a weird number. Well, the sentence is reduced from the original maximum 10-year sentence and $250,000 fine. Numbers are hard. Uh, with the plea bargain. So he takes the plea bargain, cuts it from a quarter mil down to 100, 100 grand. Well, no, I'm serious. Like you said, they're just supposed to pay $100,300. Yes. That's an odd number for a judge <laughs> to come up with. I'm sure, sure it is. Uh, kick in an extra 300 yeah. uh, we had We had an additional lunch for the jury today. There's a parking fee. I don't know. May 26, 2009, rubber band man begins serving his sentence in Forest City, Arkansas, Arkansas for the rest of you. Two days prior to being imprisoned, he performs a farewell concert at Phillips Arena in Atlanta, Georgia. So he's going to he's going to jail tomorrow. Yep, and he puts a concert on. You can do whatever you like tonight. <laughs> About another six hours, and then you gotta check it. Uh, December twenty second, two thousand and nine, he is released from FCC Forest City and transferred to a halfway house in Atlanta. So he's done with the prison time. Now he's gonna go to a halfway house and finish out his time there. March uh, a halfway house. I thought that was for like people that were on drugs. No. I feel like depending on your prison community, if you got a little overpopulation or if you're, again, high profile, they got to pad you and sort of protect you a little bit. So they give you those alternative methods to serve your time. Okay. So yeah. March well, 8th. Yeah, I thought half, it was when you're living and you're trying to get off drugs and it's better for you not to go into prison. Or, oh, well, oh, no. Okay. I mean, they have halfway rehabilitation houses, too. It's just, you know, from A to B, there's a spot in the middle. Hey, and... this very well may be one of those situations where I don't know where I'm talking about. 
I don't know that they that's don't happen that often. I was gonna say I don't know they that's ever happened. They don't really happen that often. Have I ever been around for that? Yeah. I've known you a long time. You've never been around. I know. March I know. March eighth, two thousand and ten. He releases the new single titled "I'm Back," uh, and the single peaks at number forty four on Billboard's Hot one hundred charts. He released from the halfway house on March twenty sixth, two thousand and ten. So now he's free, and uh, after his release. He is subjected to an audit of his finances, drug counseling, DNA testing, and random searches of his property. DNA testing? Oh, you never know, man. <laughs> you want a little DNA? I'll get some DNA for you. I'll, I'll, give you I'll, I'll give you a sample. How much DNA you want? Where do you want me to put it? That's gross. <laughs> Soon after, uh, he's in a studio working on his seventh studio album titled King Uncaged. King Uncaged. Did he spell cage with a K? No, actually, he did not. That would have been better. I know. Call that. It's right there. <laughs> May 13, 2010, he also makes a guest appearance on Larry King Live to discuss with Larry about his nine-month prison sentence for the federal gun charges and other topics. Larry has no idea who he's talking to. Half the I'm time, sitting here he? with T.I. <laughs> who are you? <laughs> that's, that's probably exactly like, what he said. Okay. Question I, number one. Do I know who this person is? I've if never watched Larry, Larry King. The answer is no. I've everyone, never, I've never watched Ant Man. I don't. Everyone Larry knows is dead. <laughs> How, I'm impressed the man's still alive himself. He I don't just, think he is alive, and he just keeps getting lower and lower. I think and it's lower. a waking up Bernie situation over there. They're just propping him up. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing. All right. All right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, here's another one here. Rubber band man. He does go out and makes his first public appearance since prison. He steps out with his fiance. Well, his then fiance, foreshadowing. Uh, Tamika, tiny. Uh, Collie, Cotley, C-O-T-T-L-E, Cotley. Cotley, sure. They call her Tiny. Tiny. She's a big woman. They call her Tiny. In support of, uh, they go out and support her. She is a big woman? I'm just kidding. Wouldn't that be funny? (laughs) Well, I mean. They call you Tiny. My brother's got a buddy named Slim. Guess what? (laughs) He ain't Slim. (laughs) I see. I like that. I see. Well, who knows? Uh, They go out to support the Alzheimer's Research Foundation um, for the love of our fathers at Atlanta's opera venue. And there's a quote from him, a uh, quote from T.I. He says, quote, I am very well and very happy to be seen. All right. so yeah. Like, well, his dad died of the uh, Alzheimer's. Yep. I think yeah. that's a, a thing that's close to him. So yeah. good for him for trying to get back and do good things. I mean, you can do bad things and I can you can not like people. But then if they try to do good things, you want to let them have that redemption chance. He hasn't beat up. Well, he did beat up a woman. Yeah, he, <laughs> he was a cop. Yeah, it's true. Um, I think it's more OK if. You beat up a woman cop than just a woman. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying at least you have, you can say, I'm not beating her up because she's a woman. I'm beating her up because I don't want to get in trouble. I want to get out of here. <laughs> like, I, you're beating her up because she's a cop. Then, yeah, I see. You're I'm, so you're pro cop beating. Is what, no. is what you're <laughs> All right, that wraps up the show, everybody. We're gonna see you next week. No, 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 no. I'm just saying. I think it's looked down upon. <laughs> All right, let's stop. It's <laughs> <laughs> a hard edit coming. Uh, hey, Ben, you never stick around no, for the editing process. I am. I just like to go on the record. I'm anti beating uh, women up. Anybody. And I'm anti beating cops up. I'm just trying to figure out which one's worse. Don't beat people up, guys. Just stop it. All right. Just don't do that. Instead, release music. Like May 24th, 2010, he releases his single titled, Yeah, You Know, Takers. That's uh, the name of the title. It peaks at number 44 on Billboard's Hot 100, uh, number 68 on Canada's Hot 100. Oh, good. Canada. Hey, the Canada's in here now. Drake's making a move. Uh, he makes a few more uh, features, single appearances with artists like Jamie Foxx, 
Uh, Justin Timberlake, of course, does his annual song. Uh, Drake's single, see, we brought Drake in. Fancy, uh, that also has Swizz Beats on it. Both singles charted at Billboard, peaking in the top 50. Prior to the album's release, Rubber Band decides to release a mixtape titled Fuck a Mixtape. <laughs> it's a move somewhat controversial due to the title, because many thought he was insulting the mixtape format, which is very big in the rap community to get new artists out there. Um, he has addressed the issue by saying it was response to all the people who told him just to focus on an album and not on a mixtape. And so we he's pro mixtape. Yeah, no, we got a quote about it. He further defends his decision to release the mixtape by saying, quote, I already have 60, 70 songs. A lot of these songs are period pieces that speak volumes to what's going on right now. Uh, if I hold on to them until next year or the year after, they'll be dated because my life will be put in another direction. And if I'm not going to put it on an album and they all can't make another album, uh, then they might as well have another platform to present it to the world. So basically, I don't want to save this and go through the whole process of selling it and producing it and record companies. Just, just take the tape. I would like to talk to our audience right now and just put this little nugget in your brain as you're listening to this episode and future episodes. Appreciate the inflection that Brian uses when reading quotes and even reading titles of music. He puts his own inflection on that. <laughs> what are you saying? This is like, what it says. You're, you're like using the wrong... I, I know That's fine. It's exactly what it says. But when you put the wrong emoji after a, <laughs> after a text, that... people can take it the wrong way. Like you're... You're, 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 it's, it's wonderful. It's, it's gold. <laughs> it's gold, baby. All right. Brian's, Brian Kinsley's inflections are so not spot on. They're perfect. I don't know. Now what? you're going to be focusing Yeah, I'm like, on I don't know what you're talking about. You're, 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 and, and this happened. And then this happened. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> and I'm sure that he's like, yeah, he was like angry when he read that quote, but you made it sound like he was questioning things i don't know just, I, that's the way i interpret anyway I want, I, right that's the way you interpret <laughs> i i i think it's per i don't want you to change it shouldn't right. say anything now she, i don't know why you broke the fourth gonna, wall know, yeah no so Jeez. everybody listen next time brian has to read a quote and it's gonna happen in this episode speaking of breaking the fourth wall september 1st 2010 uh Rubber Band and Tiny are out. They're arrested on drug charges after the authorities said they found four ecstasy pills. They were trying to get to the next dimension. Oh, jeez. So, <laughs> dude, I, I'm, 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 I'm anti. Like, we don't need a ton of drugs in our society, and I'm legal and illegal ones, okay. But when you're arresting people for little piddly ass drug charges, you're just making this world worse. I think he might have a target on his back. Yeah, I know. Like I we know. Get, we have a lot of people on this show to where they get to a certain point where the cops are like, you know, if we just pull him over, we're gonna get something. But now we're wasting resource to deal with four ex, ex, ex four pills. Molly, come on. Yeah. It's well, strong. okay. Here you go. Then this will make you feel better. He's back to helping people again. October thirteenth, two thousand and ten. Rubber band convinces Joshua Starks, a twenty-four-year-old suicidal man in in Atlanta. Not to jump from a 22-story building. What's this deal with this guy jumpers? <laughs> He's good at it, I guess. Like now, Scott Staff was only on like a two-story building, so it was like practice. This guy's 22-story buildings. We've got a multiplier here. He jumped from a duplex. Yeah. That's you're you're in the basement, Scott. We shouldn't make fun of that. That's really bad. We might have to edit this. No, I think we can make fun of that lead singer for what was it Creed? I believe it is Creed. Yeah. Is, are they the one that seem, sings Creep? My heart's wide open under the creep. sunshine. No, that's Morrissey, isn't it? No. No, uh, 
right. Are you sure? Kid, I'm a creep. It's not Morrissey. I'm a loser. It's not Morrissey. I'm a weirder, though. I just remember from that cartoon that uh, with like the Mariette, the Day of the Dead or whatever, Coco. No. God, what's that cartoon? It's an amazing cartoon about the Day of the Dead. It's funny. Anyway, <laughs> uh, after hearing the situation on the radio, T.I.'s like, I know some things. Uh, he's, he's like, well, okay, no, let's start So again. he heard about this dude on the radio. He was listening to the radio, and somebody was jumping. Right. I was going to say, the basic point is, is that he was on the radio. He hears it, and he drives to the scene, 400 Colony Square building, and he asked the police if he could help. This is exactly what Elvis Presley would do. Right. And then the police are like, yeah, we'll take your help. Okay, <laughs> sure. Help us out, man. And he talks the guy off the ledge. He this convinces is- him not to jump. Uh, he's got we got a quote about it quote he says for one i'm not taking any credit i didn't do it i could have just as well come down there and it could have been resolved in another way uh the fact that the matter is god put me in this position to help and i can't take any credit for that he is elvis presley what that, this is a, <laughs> modern day a, elvis presley yeah huh? run can, you down can i get a gun no <laughs> are you I'm sure? gonna get a gun get all a gun. right fine. all right here's a gun and a badge <laughs> and here's a car there you go that's hilarious <laughs> Well, uh, once again, we're in the ping pong match because October 15th, 2010, he's sentenced to 11 months in prison for violating terms of his probation. You can't be talking people off of ledges. You're not supposed to be in criminal uh, settings. That's No, that's Well, I mean, he should get a little bit of paying it forward for the ledge thing, right? Yeah, this this goes back to the ecstasy thing. So for possessing ecstasy, testing positive for opiates, and associating with a convicted felon, namely his Pimp Squad Click crew member, C-Rod. Pimp Squad Click. Click. It's what? the it's the PSC. It's the pimp squad pimp squad click. Pimp squad click. That's my click. The pimp squad. Pimp squad click. Okay. Yeah, C Rod right. right. is a known felon in the pimp squad click. L- listen, I'm 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 trying to make note of this because my kid's uh, little league batting indoor batting um, team needs a name. Oh, the pimp squad click. I think we can call him the pimp squad click. That will not be controversial at all. No, and, I know uh, for a bunch of eleven year olds. Yeah. Nope. That'll pimp, be fine. Pimp squad click. I just, can't hardly say it. Just call him C-Rods. C-Rod. Team, okay. team C-Rod. Uh, when he's released from that sentence, um, he's required to perform a 1,000 hours of community service. This guy has got his community service in for life, dude. I hope He is helping the neighborhoods. I hope the first time he had to start doing his community service, he bought one of those like little reaching, grabbing tong things. Oh, yeah, like the, stick, they used, the they, grabbers. The grabbers they used to pick up trash on the side of the road because he could definitely – you shouldn't rent one at that point. You should buy one. <laughs> just own, you should just you own should this. own your own going to pay for itself a couple thousand hours orange in. Orange jumpsuit, uh, a reflective vest, a hard hat, a pair of gloves – and one of those reachy grabby thingies. He, I bet he probably rolls in fully like kitted up and equipped it. And they're like, uh, here you go, here's your issue. And we're like, nah, I got it. Man. I got it. That's <laughs> He's good. He's got a big roll of trash bags. What is that? The the four thousand SR? No, you want the XX. That's the new nah, version. This this one, this one's uh lubricated from the way inside. better grabby. Yep. You get way more grip and, and stiction. <laughs> and stiction. Following his arrest, he had to change the title of his uh, upcoming seventh album. Um, due to his prison sentencing, he was going to call it King Uncaged, but... <laughs> uh, like just, just, right, just put a slash mark through on. Now, I don't know if this uh, had any hint to how he felt with the judge's uh, attitude, but he renamed it No Mercy. During... Okay. Yeah, well. So they're like, I'm not getting out of this one. Uh, he then released lead single from the album, Get Back Up, featuring Chris Brown. And on the same day, he was sentenced back to prison for violating terms of his probation. Hmm. But Get Back Up peaks at number 70 on the U.S. charts. 
So, ping, pong, ping, pong. We're just back up and down, man. Well, 70's not great. Get back at top 100. I got a top 100 hit. Yeah, but he was at, he was getting top one, one. hits. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, court time will take you out of the studio. Yeah, and, yeah, you know, yeah. You're not re- doing reps. You got to do the reps, guys. It's hard to record on a... Uh, <laughs> on a, a butt pocket phone. Oh God! The Nokia yeah. sixty one hundred did not have the best audio quality. It's it's you know the human wallet. Whatever. What do you keep stuff? October twenty fifth. Uh, speaking of keeping stuff, no I'm kidding. This time he doesn't. This one, the drug charges against him are actually dropped, so he doesn't keep it. November first, two thousand and ten. He begins serving his sentence. Um, December seventh, two thousand and ten. No mercy is released. The album peaks at number four in the U S. Sells over one hundred fifty nine thousand copies in its first week. Um, it's certified No Mercy is Gold, over 500,000 copies sold from the RIAA, the Recording Institute of America something. Okay. Yeah. Uh, his second and final single from the album was That's All She Wrote, and his second collaboration with Eminem, that's released in December 19th. It peaks at number 18 in the U.S., probably because Eminem's on it. He earns three BET Hip Hop Award nominations for Hustler of the Year, Major Look Award, and Best Club Banger for Hello, Good Morning. That's a name of a category you want in? Yeah, I won the Best Club Banger. And Look Over Here? Major Look. Major Look. And what was the first one? Uh, Hustler of the Year. Hustler of the Year. That's a different award from when I was a kid. <laughs> it's a Larry Flint thing. Oh, and that's not Hustler. That's Penthouse. Uh, but no, anyway. it was like, no, it was Larry Flint. Still- <laughs> Larry, Larry Flint was Hustler. Oof. It was an icky one. Yeah. What do you find one of those in the woods? <laughs> you got a story to tell. What is with that story? finding porn in the woods? Why is that every kid in the Midwest story of, oh, the first time I ever saw a well, nudie look, magazine, there's a garbage bag in the woods full of nudie magazines. Looking back at it and putting the pieces together, I think that was a tad amount to a bait pile. <laughs> <laughs> you just. Wow. That hunter wasn't up in the tree at that moment. Yeah. You, got a, you got away with taking a bite of the bait pile. Dodge a shot on that one. Because <laughs> there's a few people that have a much different story oh my god that's horrific thinking about it. just you're baiting children out in the woods with, okay with garbage bags full of old porn well let this be a lesson to you fellas because what happens after you get caught august 31st 2011 rubber band is released from forest city uh, prison at 7 29 a.m and sent to a community living facility to serve out the rest of his 11 month sentence a commute okay that's a nice way to say halfway, halfway else, apparently. <laughs> he then releases a statement on twitter saying quote the storm is over and the sun back out it's time to shine shouty welcome to the beginning of our happy ending was that to his uh girlfriend or something no, just a tweet to everybody oh, you said shouty it says shouty s-h-a-w-t-y three exclamation points yeah shouty. Was, he was just letting people know he's out of jail. Well, shouty so is like your shorty, your girl. The isn't fear it? of community showers is gone, and you know okay. now he can actually. He's happy. He's excited. He's, right. he's, just, he's having a good time. Right Maybe he was. You know, he let's tweeted go, it's hurt. Go, let's go make an Ant Man. <laughs> Where's like, Stan Lee at when you need him? Uh, Stan Lee is not talking to him now because Rubber Band is sent back to federal custody on September first, less than forty-eight hours after being released due to a dispute involving taking a luxury bus from the prison in Arkansas to the halfway house in Atlanta. Oh, so he had himself a party bus. You are not supposed to do that when you leave prison. I mean, when you leave prison, yes, but when you're being transported to the halfway house. I think, it's, what's illegal? Come about, on, man. What's illegal about that? Well, what's inside the party bus? Why is it all, boom, flashing lights, and like, who's doing blow on strippers? Well, okay, blow on strippers like, is illegal, is, is but having, girl, you can't get in trouble for being at a party bus. It's want me be she happy, got her man. cdl i mean what is she allowed I, right. to drive topless 
dot your I's and cross your T's, get a nice party bus, and just leave all the alcohol and booze and drugs. And Well, and- now, his attorney, Stephen Sadow, said the Federal Bureau of Prisons have moved him to a different facility and clarified that the dispute was not drug-related. Wink, wink. Okay. No drugs, guys. Come on. September 29th, 2011, at midnight, Rubber Band is released from the halfway house. After being released, he signs a deal with VH1 for a new reality show that'll follow him around as he readjusts to life as a free man after the incarceration. They better get a lot of footage quick because this guy (laughs) seems like he's right around the corner from going back to jail. Ding, ding, ding. (laughs) Ben is getting really close to the nose here, Uh, but not yet. He also announces that he's working on a novel entitled, entitled Power and Beauty. So now he's writing. All right. March 26, 2013, uh, Rubber Band appears alongside Pharrell on Robin Thicke's lead single, Blurred Lines, from oh. the album of the same name. Well, he was on you there? You know you know you want it. You well, want it, I've seen the video. Blurred Lines. Yes. Uh, the song quickly becomes a worldwide hit, peaks at number one on the Billboard Hot 100, making Rubber Band's fourth number one hot single in Because of the video. <laughs> I, I would say there is something to that, and there's a little controversy on that. We may have Robin Thicke featured as a guest in the future. <laughs> that video, though. August, uh, August 2015, the IRS files liens totaling more than $4.5 million on rubber bands' property for unpaid taxes from 2012 and 13. Do you just want to start a company, Brian? I think we should. Do you just want to start a company? <laughs> I really think a two-man team could keep uh, what half a dozen, a dozen. I, I don't want to be your friend. I'm I don't want to. I don't want to go to your parties. I'm not your friend. Don't want to no. do. I'll. I'll. I'll get somebody to drive you around. Yep. I'll hire an attorney, a tax accountant, a tax accountant. That's all yeah. you need. I, I'll get a calendar. We'll color code it. I don't. Know, whatever. This would be great. We could. We could get an app. <laughs> but listen, when I tell you to go sign these papers, sign go the sign pa- the papers. Just sign the papers. Sign though. the papers. Here's the thing. Now, what I'm going to do for you is I'm going to give you freedom, money. Make sure that you are not in the tabloids. There's no federal or government agencies coming after you. All you have to do is do what I say. I'm going to give you three things to do a week. That's it. <laughs> three tasks. Oh, there won't be hard. You don't even need to talk to me. It'll pop up on your phone. Hey, rubber band, did you sign the thing so that you paid taxes on this concert just, money? Yeah. And you just mark yes when it's done. We'll make a digital signature app on your y- phone. You will never see me. You will never hear me. But you will know I am and, around and, and I'll helping give, you. And I'll, I'll put one more stipulation on our little company we're putting together, Brian. I like it. At any time, you can fire me. If you don't like what oh, I'm yeah. doing for you Let me or, go. or don't want to do what I'm telling you to do, fire me. That's fine. Yeah. Because everything I'm going to do is for you. Now, here's the thing, though. We will have a rehire clause at... 25% increase what you were paying. Yeah. <laughs> That's whatever. all. Every time. Or or it could just be, if you want to hire me back, hire me back. Every time you hire whatever. me back, cost you an extra 25%. I'll even do it at normal oh, fee. Oh, you'll do a normal cost? Well, we're you haven't heard my this. normal fee yet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Uh, if it's anything around $4.5 million, geez. I mean, yeah. All right, let's get out of the money, and let's talk about something everyone can agree on. Ant-Man. Politics. Oh. Now, October 2015... Uh, he gets a little backlash when he is speaking about Hillary Clinton because she's running for the presidency in 2016. So, would you like to hear this quote? The about this him talking about Hillary Clinton. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, the way you're repositioning, I'm your readjusting. Body yeah, I got to get my to get this quote out. You're gonna get the proper resonance. Belt it from the belt it from the balcony, Brian. Here we go. Quote: <clears throat> Not to be sexist, but I can't vote for a leader of the free world to be a woman. 
just because every other position that exists, I, I think women could do uh, well, but president is kind of like, I know women make rash decisions emotionally. <laughs> They're very permanent wow. and cemented decisions. And wow. then later on, it's kind of like it didn't happen or they didn't mean for it to happen. And I sure would hate to just set off a nuke. Uh, other leaders will probably not be able to negotiate the right kind of foreign policy and the world ain't ready yet. You know, I think you might be able to get Loch Ness Monster elected before you get a woman. Oh, wow. Is that the end of the quote? That is the end of the quote. Hold on. Okay, after you read that quote, yeah. I want you to read the first line of that quote again. Not to be sexist, but... <laughs> <laughs> Everything after the butt does not matter. <laughs> you can say what... No offense. Not to be sexist. Uh, not for nothing. I said no offense. Said... That's not how that works, Ricky Bobby. That is not how... I can say... I said no offense. Not to be sexist. But, but... I'm about to be really motherfucking sexist right now. That's what that means. Oh, my gosh. I'm not laughing at it because it's funny. I'm laughing at it because it's hilarious. It's so absurd. That is ridiculous. Like, you... really? You can't, you're not supposed to say that. You can at just all. see that. Like, the, I'm sure the interviewer, like, not to be sexist, and the interviewer is like, buckle up, here we go. She, but she can't drive. She's a, she's a, she's a woman. She's a woman. Driving? What? Uh, following the reaction from social media, Rubber Band publicly apologized on Twitter. <laughs> I bet he did. June, six, uh, June 2016, he opens a strip club called V Live in Atlanta. Uh, not to be a, not to be a, <laughs> What? Well, yeah, more. Come on, man. No, that's what I'm we just do. Laughing. That's a funny. That's. I never heard. I'm. I'm surprised. I did, that. That sounds. Well, I'm, was he big then? Yeah, he is big then. 2016. Yeah, he's big now. Ant Man. We can't have a woman as a president. <laughs> I mean, something could be like a janitor or a bus driver or a lunch lady. Perhaps a prehistoric dinosaur would be a better choice than a woman. I mean, he he stopped short of saying he's going to nuke a <laughs> nuke a, a country on her PMS day. That's basically what he said. I, he did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it gets worse. We'll get back to PMS and TI. Hold on. Hold my beer, he says. Uh, he opens a strip club, V Live in Atlanta, December 2016. Tiny files for divorce. She had enough. She's like, I can't do this, especially if you don't respect women like that. This guy sound, seems like a sexist that I'm going out with. <laughs> I think he might not believe what I believe about women's equal rights. Huh. May 16, 2018, rubber bands arrested outside of the gated community where he lives for misdemeanor charges of simple assault and disorderly conduct, not to mention public drunkenness. Yeah, the, uh, the, the guard at the front of the community was like, you can't live in here, you're black. The guard, Henry <laughs> Country, uh, uh, in Henry County, Georgia, the guard allegedly refused to let him into the complex without his key. You're, no, you don't, you're, you're black. You don't live here. <laughs> what? My name is on the gate. It's I mean, like MC Hammer. I don't want to like be racist, but. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Uh, rubber Band Man post bond and released a day later. He should have punched a dude. I would say, yeah, if you live there and you're getting hassled like that, that's some bullshit. November 2019, he receives backlash on social media again when in an interview he revealed that he accompanied his daughter to the gynecologist once a year to find out whether her hymen had been broken. That's weird. Uh, yeah. He that. gets the uh, bunch of national organization for women and stuff against him, and he gets so, really. So, yeah, what, he gets yeah he's what I mean. Is he? That I'm also not, probably I'm, was I'm, probably part of the TV show, if I'm going to guess. And he probably thought it might have been funny. I don't know. You could make a joke about it, I guess, in bad taste. That was but a, if you're if really so. if you're really interested in that. <laughs> that's that's a weird. That's a little parenting 
uh, too much. We'll clean it up a little bit here for you. September 2020. All this right. is how current I am. Yeah. Rubber band man is charged uh, by the SEC for his involvement in two fraudulent initial coin offerings, the ICOs, for Bitcoin kind of stuff. Oh, so, so yeah, I mean that—that's a whole entire different episode. Yep, he—he's charged. Uh, they charged Flick and CoinSpark, the two companies controlled by whatever. Basically, uh, long story short. Well, okay, it's not that long. It's pretty long, but uh, <laughs> the long story short is that he uh, rubber band here. Ti was telling people uh, he's putting it on his social media, um, and he's like offering to sell the Flick tokens and stuff on the social media account. And these people are like, no, you work there. You can't be, you know, it's kind of like insider trading, basically. Well, isn't that what Joe he, Rogan he's does? He's trying to pump it up. <laughs> With Bitcoins? Yeah, he has, he's, he's got some commercials on his thing. Oh, for... he does the app for uh, something to buy yeah. Bitcoins. I kind of wanted to buy a Bitcoin, but now I think it's too much. I don't I don't, I'm not, I, I don't know a lot about things sometimes, I'm with you. and that's why I, I can tell that. you this. The SEC orders him to pay $75,000 in civil monetary penalty and not participate in offerings or sale of digital assets, securities for at least five years. So he's out of the Bitcoin market. Hmm. No, huh. Can't, that's a hammer hard, hit hard. And now, as we do, a quote from the artist ourselves. Quote, before you go to the strip club, you got to go through the skating rinks. T.I., everybody. Well, I wonder what that quote, yeah, that, that's an <laughs> Office episode. Is it really? Yeah. I didn't know that. I just picked that. I have four quotes on this card. No, what was, before you go to the strip club, you got to go to the skating rinks. Yeah. On one of the go. episodes of The Office, they went uh, roller skating, a couple of the boy, the guys at lunch or something. <laughs> and then Dwight meanders over with his roller skates on across the street to the strip club. <laughs> That makes sense yeah. to me now. I don't know. I, maybe it's a thing. I don't know, yeah. but there you go. What would you think of T.I.? Uh, yeah, I'm 1,000% going to tune into his music on the way home today. That That's what I'll be, be hilarious. listening to. You can do whatever you like. No, I uh, I, I, I have a uh, an appreciation now for somebody I never even knew about. And I, and I know <laughs> I've heard – there's so many songs oh, you yeah, listen yeah. to every day, especially the way that music's fed to you in these new formats. Like oh, yeah. Pandora and Amazon Music or whatever. Yes. Um. You don't always know the name of the song or the people singing it. You might recognize a voice, and you may even recognize some of the voices, but you don't always know the name of that song. And that's where this guy fell in for me, I think. Because I know I've definitely heard on my different stations I listen to on the Pandoras, eh, this stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah. No, the, the, those number one hits, you've, you've heard them before. Oh, yeah, and I just didn't know his name. No. And some of the R&B folks out there, listen, I'm a 44-year-old white dude. From the Michigan, burbs. From the burbs in Michigan. In Michigan. Uh, I'm not that deep in the streets, contrary to what the streets say. We get a little bit of street cred for living in Flint for a while. So sometimes but... I'll hear a name of an artist, and I thought it was like the name of a car, or uh, <laughs> or not even a name. It was a an, a, an adjective. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that guy's an artist? That's an art. That's a person. All right, all right, all right. Little I love them. Fl- little flip. That's I love them. Uh, because we're talking about little flip and all those things, uh, we are going to wrap it up for this week. But if you like what you heard, please leave us a review. Go to Apple Podcasts, little purple thing, and leave us a little review there. That sort of helps bump us up the charts. Um, if you'd like to leave some feedback, go to crimemusic.com. Leave us a speak pipe voicemail message. Hey, those Jason, are great. Jason, leave us a leave a message. I leave messages sometimes. I think that should be a prereq. You yeah, got to leave dumb messages. 
You're gonna when sit you, across from me. You gotta shop the show out to people and get messages. Damn when, it. When when you when you drink a few, leave a message. Uh, when you drink a few, go to our social medias, Crime and Music, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Leave us a message there. YouTube, we've got some stuff going on. Check out the website. We're actually working on it, guys. We have started the process. Uh, T-shirts are coming. So what we're doing is we're actually teaming up with um, a local correctional facility, and we're having some uh, residents of said facility design some logos for us. We're going to put those on <laughs> I, T-shirts. I was hoping we had some prison labor coming. We did. <laughs> Great. Fine. We have prison labor doing our T-shirts. What else can I say? Great. If you want to learn more about that, check out the website. Those are coming up soon. Um, man, again, hit the social medias. We love hearing from you guys. Thank you for listening. I do want to just say that. Just thanks for listening. Um, you know, like we just want to provide a little bit of entertainment every once in a while. Cause nowadays it's all serious and people telling you, you can't do this and you can't do that. And so I do what I want, I do what I want much like that. Like the song says, never trust a big button, a smile. Don't want to hand out. You want a hand off. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.